And welcome back to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I'm Garrett. I'm Amber. I don't think we do that intro anymore, but that's, that's okay. That's okay, I like it. Yeah, we uh, we have been on a hiatus for a little bit. Uh, two months, almost to the day. I know, it yeah. feels so weird to be back on the mic. Yes, yeah, feels good though. Uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about like how to kind of intro since we've been gone for a while. And we just thought we'd do a brief uh, catch-up. Uh, let's see, what's something that I've been up to lately? Uh, getting the house organized. Uh, so we did record an episode in our new home. It was with uh, the wonderful Mitch and Tara Dynas mm-hmm. doing the uh, donut thing. Um, so we're still kind of working on getting everything put together. Uh, but you've also been doing more of the painting and the actual work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ideas. I feel like I've yeah. got, you know, I'm putting ideas in my pipeline, mm-hmm. and then hopefully I'll be able to just like ride the DIY train for a while. Sure. Uh, so time. far, so far, I don't have the motivation to do it. So we'll see. Maybe one day I'll just wake up and just get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Well, and was that our dog whining? Yeah, he's All whining. Right. Ace is in the room. Uh, Ace in the building. So. There's big news that's happened with you recently. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk. Tell us about that. Ace, tell us about that. He's up on the mic. He is. He's <clears throat> he's wanting some attention. He's not used to our podcast voice. Right. <laughs> Been a while. I'm in real estate now. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. I. Wrong time to take a sip of whiskey. <laughs> Yes. Passed the test the first time, which I was so thankful for because it took me about three hours, and I don't ever want to do that again. Crushed it. Um, yeah, super happy to pass it, and having you be my like mentor in the real estate world has been awesome. So just starting out and get to do my first open house tomorrow. Yeah, with yeah. You. I'm gonna be there, little little fly on the wall, just uh, try not to get in the <clears> way. <throat> but yeah, it's it's been it's been a ton of fun. We've gotten to like drive down to our Longmont office down south of us together and just driving down there and back. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I got like a real estate buddy mm-hmm. all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I've gotten to ride and hang out with uh, realtors in my office and other offices. And of course, that's always great. But it's nice to be like, I got I got my uh, my buddy with me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here on out. As, as long as we are both in the uh, industry. For um, sure. So, yeah, that's been super nice. Yeah. Super excited for that. Yeah. Um, we've been to a couple weddings since our last episode. Yeah. Like three, I think. Yeah, I was I was mentioning I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't total wedding overload since yeah. we're, I mean, people are saying post-pandemic, we're, I don't Still know. Still in it. We're, whatever we're in. You yeah. know, I assume that there would just be a big push of people that like put off their weddings for an extra year. Mm-hmm. But not too bad. Uh, we had three we talked about. Yeah. Like three kind of official weddings. Well, one was semi, it was official, but it was more ceremony focused or mm-hmm. reception focused, excuse me. Right. And then the other two were very much ceremony. Um, and I loved it because they were very, uh, more of a smaller, like 100 people yep. type weddings. It's so intimate and mm-hmm. nice that the, like the bride and groom is able to like talk to everybody if they want. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Because um, I feel like that's something that we might have missed on ours. Because I think we had like maybe 150 or more people. Yeah, and that was a lot to try and talk to everybody. Yeah, but. yeah, it was. And uh, I injured my my knees at two of the three weddings from dancing too much. Me too. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of them. On the anyways. last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting old, people. Oh yeah, yeah. We can't dance for three hours and be okay anymore. God no. 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 <laughs> and I ran a half marathon. 
Yeah, you did. That was fun. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, that one hurt a lot, but that was a good time. We I'm super proud of you. Got to do it with some some amazing friends. They all crushed it. It was it was the best. So now you're caught up on absolutely everything that has happened in the past two months. But one more thing. Oh, what's that? The High Plains Comedy Festival. Oh my goodness. We, How did you forget that? Yeah, uh, I thought it was a dream. You you <laughs> spoiled me. By coming with me to a three-day-long comedy festival all Which around. Which was so much yeah, fun. Yeah, kind of kind of scattered around downtown Denver, but a lot of it was on Broadway mm-hmm. uh, and what, Alameda, something like that? Yeah, that uh, sounds right. An area we've never really been to. Loved it. Uh, so we cool. We stayed near Washington Park. Gorgeous, gorgeous neighborhood. It's so cool. Like, you know... I, I I've I've lived in Colorado my entire life. Um, you know, of course I've I've I go on vacations. I see, guys, I see things. I've been places, but we go to the mountains. Yes, yeah. I've seen an ocean <laughs> twice. I think twice. Yeah, probably. My God, I got to see the, the Dominican ocean more. And... Dominican Republic, and do we see it another time? We it, we did go to California once. And, and Seattle. Okay, three times. Oh man, see, I'm all right. Uh, so world travelers, but you know. It's it's still encouraging to know that I've you know lived in my state my entire life in the state of Colorado, and uh, I can still go to Denver and discover something new. Mm-hmm. I, I know dick all about Colorado Springs. I need to get down there more often. Same thing we with should. Pueblo, way down south. There's Eastern Colorado, and that's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, always something new to discover and enjoy. And it was. And, and of course, the comedy, the podcasts were incredible. I got to see uh, one of my favorite podcasts, All Fantasy, Everything Live. Mm-hmm. And I got to rediscover and re-fall in love with uh, Pen Pals. Uh, with uh, The hosts are Rory Scoville and Danny Van Kirk. Um, if they heard this, I'm sure Danny would be very upset that I put them in that order. Uh, <laughs> but we got to meet them after the show and just the sweetest guys. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, super nice they joked around with us they could have just like given us a hug for the photo and like uh, scooted us along but they were like they were chatting they're that oh best same thing with afe dudes i Mm -hmm. mean they're incredible and uh afe's uh all fantasy everything their uh their producer uh marissa melnick aka mars she was so sweet very i was so excited to meet her because she's just kind of she's the uh we call her super producer Mm -hmm. and she's just she's cool as hell uh yeah. No, I yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm convinced that I just fell asleep and dreamed about <laughs> three awesome days down there with mm-hmm. you know, with you and you were I I kept telling you like, you know, if if we got to go, tell me. Like it's okay, but you were game. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a blast. We have a lot of show to get to though. We wanted to cue you into what we've been up to. Uh, but we thought that uh, a fun little, not really a format shift. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to really talk about anything that's not pop culture, just because that's mm-hmm. kind of where we come together uh, in our in our downtime. Right. You know, now we come together in our work time too as realtors. But in our downtime, it's usually movies, TV. I mean, I tell you about comic books and stuff. Mm-hmm. God bless you for listening to me talk about wrestling. <laughs> Another quick update. I've gotten back into AEW Wrestling. Best wrestling show on television, hands down. I try watching WWE now, and it... it I don't know. It doesn't hold a candle. Mm. I don't think anybody that listens to this show gives two shits about wrestling, <laughs> but just know if you wanted to try, highly recommend AEW. Uh, it's, it's balls to the wall wrestling. From Jump, it's not a bunch of stupid skits in between. It's the best. Right, right. But 
for this episode, uh, we came back. We've been wanting to come back for a while, but just stuff's been so busy. But it's it's October again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to do our, our 31 horror movies or horror, horror-centric movies, I guess, because we cheated today. But that'll, that'll be uh, coming up next week. Uh, but we, uh, so we uh, started doing that. So we're going to get to the first seven horror movies that we've watched so far. Uh, we've actually watched nine total, but we're going to get to our first seven. I would like to say yes, it has please. officially been a year of us doing a podcast. I mean... Our first podcast ever was yeah. October 4th. So we kind of missed it. By uh, yeah, well, weeks, and... Yeah. With and there, a two-month hiatus. There's a hiatus, but still... Yeah, yeah. Still, we, you know. We did it? Yeah. I mean, we, we're we do, we're doing it. We started our podcast yeah. a year all right. ago. How all about right. that? Happy birthday. Happy birthday to us. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to if we ever re-listen to that first episode and be like, what were we doing? Oh, I'm sure not much different than now. <laughs> our podcast is probably old enough to eat Cheerios. Is that? Is that? At one? I do. Man, yes. I was yeah. showing I was showing clients the house the other day, and they had this cute little girl named Izzy. And I was like, "Oh, how old is she? Is she like a year?" They're like, "Oh, almost two. I'm like, "God damn it! I I have it's, a son, and I cannot tell a kid's age." It is really hard to. Yeah, uh, it's impossible. Yeah, kids You're are not the, the yeah. only one. Yeah. So we are gonna. We decided. You know, we want to get into the horror movies. Tell you about the horror movies we watched. Uh, we didn't give anybody a heads up on the horror movie that horror movies that we covered, so we're not gonna. Probably not going to dig into spoilers too much. No, I think, you know, just kind of a brief description of the movie. Yeah. And then we, if we, we watch, like it, mm-hmm. you know. We got enough on the plate today that we don't need to dig too deep into them. Just give our impressions, our recommendations. But for the first segment, mm-hmm. we decided we wanted to start ranking some things. Yeah. You know, uh, we just, uh, I think it came from us watching... Uh, so we watched uh, Shang-Chi mm-hmm. and The Legend of So Many Rings. Ten Rings. Ten Rings? Cool. Um, and, you know, we th- I, I think we were talking about, like, of the Marvel origin movies, where do you think Shang-Chi lies? You know, mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about it, comparing it to other movies, and kind of made us think, like, we should just rank them for the podcast. And we thought, hey, maybe we'll do this every once in a while. Maybe we'll do it more often, less often. Um but yeah, I, we were driving uh, through Estes the other day, and I was like, ah, you know, this this might have some legs. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a go. Yeah. So we are going to start with what brought us here, which is the uh, we're ranking the Marvel, the MCU origin films. Hopefully we have them all in our list here. We should. Uh, so we actually had a little bit of a discussion about this because there's some movies that I didn't really consider origin movies because there's so many films where the character has already been established in previous movies. Spider-Man is a good example. He was established in uh, Captain America or yeah, Captain America Civil War. Mm. Um, but then he had his first movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's like is it an origin movie if he, if they've already been if we've already gotten some character development in a previous movie? Right. And I don't think we came to a conclusion, but I just decided that we would do them all. Yeah. Yeah, the three outliers were Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I got them on a wall behind me. Black, Black Panther, Panther. And... Black Widow? Black Widow, yes. Because, Black, I mean, Black yeah, Widow was in a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. And then she got the super late origin. So, we're doing them all. They, you know, you may agree or disagree that those are origin movies. You know, I'm, I'm kind of confused about it myself but whatever 
Generally, I feel like there are all origin movies. Who cares? You, you get a, a yeah. you know a dose of their past and how they became who they are. Yeah, at, le- at yeah. least they are the first movie where that character is a sole, the major focus of the narrative. Yeah. As opposed to Captain America Civil War, where Spider-Man was a large part, but not the sole focus of the movie. He was mm-hmm. in five, four or five scenes, you know? Right. Uh, same thing with Black Widow. Same thing with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get into it. And, you know, we actually didn't talk about how we were going to do this, but... Uh, I suggested we go from worst to best, mm-hmm. and I think we'll just say them at the same time, and we'll start going down the line. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sound good? <clears throat> All right. Or we can even take turns. Uh, I'll start. So yeah. uh, we've got 12 movies. Number 12 for me is Thor. Okay. What was your number 12? Incredible Hulk. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think... Uh, they're both pretty interchangeable just because they, I don't think either of them age very well. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember because it's been a long time since I've watched them. So right. maybe I should have rewatched them before we did this episode. Yeah, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, okay, did it really capture me? Did I get super excited about it? Well, yeah, that's kind of how I ranked. And I really think that uh, Mark Ruffalo kind of did his own thing as Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Mm-hmm. When he came in in the Avengers movie, it it almost negates uh, the Incredible Hulk. I mean, the mm-hmm. only thing that's really keeping that movie in the MCU is now Abomination was in Shang-Chi. That's like the first... Oh, and General Ross, of course. Uh, General Thunderbolt Ross or whatever. He was uh, Liv Tyler's dad in the Incredible Hulk and oh, in the yes. comics as mm-hmm. well. Okay. So the, like, the only thing that's really kept that movie... In the MCU proper is, of course, ownership rights, but also just the some some kind of secondary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor for me is just it's pretty milk toast. Like it's yeah. got some charming stuff in it, but it's not Chris Hemsworth's best. No, I feel like he he really kind of came into the character like in the Avenger movies. Yeah, uh, the female lead. I don't know why I always forget her name. I forget her name, too. Oh, embarrassing. All right. Our buddy Elric's going to text me about this <laughs> when the episode comes out. Uh, uh, she's fine. Uh, Kat Dennings. Uh, she yeah. was funny. She was, you know, good See, comedy. Yeah, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people talk about how annoying Kat Dennings is in that in those Thor movies. I really like her. I mm-hmm. think she's charming. Uh, but also, I could see how that could be a little grating. It's just it's it uh it is the definition of a hangover movie for me. Mm-hmm. Totally put it on in the background. You could have it muted and yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, Asuk disagrees with our pick. Yep. So number eleven for me is the Incredible Hulk. Interesting, mine's Thor. See exactly. Yeah, it was I, kind of like right in there. Those are tied for just being. And again, we're talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe films. For me, the worst MCU films are fine. Yeah. They're not bad movies. They're just kind of there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. especially compared to some, some heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, so now we're at number 10. My mm-hmm. number 10 was Ant-Man. Mine was Captain America. Really? Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, tell me about Captain America. I don't know if it was because of the time it took place. It yeah. was a fun movie. Yeah. But I think just compared to the other ones, well... Uh, I don't think it's a great war film. I don't right. think it's a great superhero film. I think it does both of those in a mediocre sense. Right. I remember when I was younger, I hated the... Uh, they had a... Uh, 
oh, like a montage uh, mm. thing that I didn't really like. And my friend was saying, oh, well, it's kind of, it's meant to, you know, be similar to old war reels from back in the day. And it's like, ah, I kind of get that. I get that, yeah. But I, I still don't think it's the most engaging uh, it doesn't have a ton of engaging things in it. Yeah. You know, besides... I mean, the cute, like, romance between, you know, uh, Steve Rogers and Peggy was nice, you yeah. know? Yeah, Bucky's charming in it. Oh, that's true, Bucky, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, it just didn't grab me as much as the other ones, did, you know? I kicked the dog out. I know, he's such a whiner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and you'll find out how much I agree in a minute. Uh, but for me, Ant-Man, I think Ant-Man's biggest sin is not letting Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd. Mm. The second one, I think they let Paul Rudd get a little goofier. But That's the true. first one, he's he's just... The man has incredible comedic timing. Yeah. Uh, he's a fantastic physical actor. Uh, I mean, just watch him in Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's incredible. And he is so, they wanted him to be like the, it feels like they wanted him to be the, the MCU protagonist, the, you know, a little more, not necessarily stoic because he still talks a little bit, but Michael Pena did all the kind of comedy stuff in there. And it's like, Paul Rudd is fan, you guys hired a comedy genius. Yeah, right. And you just, you fit him into this role and he later down the road gets to be more of that comedy relief and he shines. He sh- mm-hmm. he totally shines in yeah. uh, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I think that's the biggest sin of that one and the rest of it's fine. It suffers from a mediocre bad guy. I think a lot of these early, uh, early films that we're going through here suffer from really bad bad guys or at least mediocre bad guys. Yeah, who is the bad guy in Ant-Man? Exactly. It was some. It was like a competing tech guy who. Oh. It was yeah. Was like a megalomaniac. Hmm. Um, Incredible Hulk was Abomination and General Ross and Abomination. Maybe maybe looked a little cool, but wasn't that engaging. I don't think. And then Thor's. I mean, Thor's big bad was Loki, but as far as. And I don't think that's Loki's best, clearly. Loki right. gets way better as the movies go on. So he it's does. a pretty mediocre Loki. And that big, the big monstrosity guy with all the metal, he was pretty boring. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are we on, nine? Nine, yeah. yeah. What was your nine? Captain America. Mine was Ant-Man. Yeah, we're going to keep gonna dancing get... <laughs> around each other. Yeah. That'll make it go quicker, at least, because we've that's... already said what we got to say. But True, yeah. Well, in Captain America, the bad guy's Red Skull, again... Fine, uh, but I think if Hugo Weaving would have stuck stu- uh, stuck around for later films, he mm-hmm. might have been a little more fleshed out, a little more interesting. He's just kind of a a hand wringing bad guy mm. that's I don't think is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number eight. What was yours? Doctor Strange. Okay, mine was Black Widow. <laughs> All right, you gotta tell me. You gotta tell me. What's your next one? Black Widow. Doctor Strange. This is ridiculous. <laughs> We've been married too long. All right, well, let's start talking about Black Widow and Doctor Strange. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, yeah, I feel like, well, okay, so what stood out to me and why I think I put Black Widow in front of Doctor Strange was, granted, we've seen it a lot. It's a newer movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the like family dynamic 
between her sister and like her fake mom and dad, basically. See that that kept Black Widow from slipping because I really didn't like that movie, but um, not Imogen Poots. My God, I cannot remember a single actor's name. The woman that plays Black Widow's sister, fantastic. Oh she yeah, she totally She's saves the movie. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she is great. I and you know the guy that plays the dad. He's. He, He's pretty good. They, mm-hmm. they give literally nothing for the mom to do. Mm. I'm not even going to try and remember actors' names anymore. She was in The Mummy. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and I feel like, you know, with Doctor Strange, it was it's good because I recently rewatched it. Mm. And I, again, it was good, but it just like... I think I, I really liked the comedy relief, and there wasn't a whole lot in there. In Doctor Strange? Yeah. I mean, there was, but not as much as, like, Black Widow. Okay. Okay. And mm. I did really like Black Widow's sister. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the comedic relief, but, you know, maybe the comedy just hit us differently. I mean, there was, like, a fun banter between, like, Doctor Strange and... What's his name? Well, I like his cape, like, not letting him do things and, like, wiping his tears away from him, like... Yeah, that's I, you true. Know. But, hey... You know, but I think to me it was just forgettable. Like I, okay. you know, I forgot about. Those See little some of the like the scene of when Doctor Strange first starts going through like all the multiverses and like mm-hmm. total head trippy stuff. That's definitely what brought it ahead of Black Widow for me. Okay. Um, some of those scenes, the very Inception style, uh, the scenery morphing around and stuff, it looks really good. It's some of the best CG in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of kept it up there for me. Um, again, talk about, uh, co-stars and having nothing to do. Uh, Rachel McAdams, um, is just totally underused. I hope, I hope they let her come back or I hope she wants to come back and fleshes out that character more because she is just, she is literally there to move Dr. Strange's, uh, character growth and story along. Mm -hmm. She's got nothing else to do. Um, I had a quick, uh, thought mm -hmm. that I was going to say out loud and then I thought, nope, that was a what if episode and it didn't actually oh, really? happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that that what if series. Uh, the last two episodes saved it for me, and mm. I realized how much fun I had with the whole series. Yeah. Um, I don't think it ranks high up there, uh, but for the uh, it was a fun. You know what? Ranking the MCU shows, I think it's uh, I think it's Loki, WandaVision, top to bottom. Loki, WandaVision, What If, uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier. I. Th- would you swap WandaVision and Loki? I would, and yeah. then I think I'd swap the other two. So I'd probably put... You put uh, wa- uh, What If at uh, the last? I think I would. Boy. I, I think maybe it's just because okay. it was animated. Mm. Yeah, sure. Be- uh, beautiful animation, but yeah. Yeah, very fun. But I, I yep. did like, yeah, the other one better. Yeah. Um, and quickly about the villains of these movies. Uh, I think Black Widow's villains are pretty bad. And I like Taskmaster. Taskmaster in the comics is great in that mm-hmm. movie. I, I nothing wrong with Taskmaster being a, a female or how they uh, re kind of refigured that character. It just wasn't too engaging, and the big bad being just kind of a shitty Russian dude or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Fine. Uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is incredible. He's an incredible actor. He's the guy that plays. Uh, I'm not going to remember the villain's name in Doctor Strange. But then I also like Dormammu at the end. I think that's an incredibly 
memorable scene of Dor- Dormammu, I came to bargain, and how he creates the time loop. Oh, that's uh, right. Outsmarting. I think yeah, that's, a, that's actually right. a pretty, one of the more ingenious conclusions to a MCU film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of pushed it ahead for me. But again, yeah, the, the, the family dynamics, some of those interpersonal relationships in Black Widow... And really, like, it really shines in those moments. That and uh, I think it was very female forward in the actors of, in yeah. Black Widow, which MCU which desperately for. needs. Like yeah. they just had Captain Marvel before that. And it's like ugh, Marvel has amazing female characters, mm-hmm. and they really got to start leaning into that a lot harder. Yeah, I'm excited for the Miss Marvel show coming to Disney Plus because mm-hmm. I love uh, Kamala Khan. Um, I, she always makes me. Uh, not be not confident in saying our vice president's name. Oh yes, yeah, Ka- Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. See, yeah. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> um, so, so you said uh, uh, you said Doctor Strange. I said Black Widow. And then Black Widow then, for me for seven. And then I say Doctor Strange. Okay, what's your number six? Captain Marvel. Interesting. Yeah, I, I went with Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, oh I hurt him. Oh. oh, this is hurting. I'm so sorry. Actually, God, well, do I do I dare spoil? Do I <laughs> do I dare spoil my list? No, I can't. No, we'll deal with it later. Um, okay, so uh, I'll I'll start Captain uh, Captain Marvel. I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're getting into the movies that I can watch any day of the week. This one just suffers from major origin film itis. I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it just it has that structure of like I know these beats, I know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but. Her relationship uh, and the banter between her and Nick Fury mm-hmm. is incredible. Uh, I like the inversion, or maybe not. Yeah, it's kind of an inversion of the scrolls because the scroll in the in the comics they're known for being bad guys. Yeah, the consistent bad guys in the uh, Marvel comics, and them changing that I think was brilliant and interesting, and can lead to some fantastic things down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the CG is is top notch and uh, a really good. People might roll their eyes at this, but you know, shut up! I got a mic. Uh, a good female <laughs> empowerment film. I, yeah. I truly believe so. I know it got some criticism for uh, Brie Larson's portrayal of Carol Danvers and her being kind of cold. Mm. It's like yeah, because she doesn't give a shit about you. Right. She knows what she's doing. She's confident in what she does, and she's just gonna do it. And she doesn't need to. You know, oh, snark it up because it's like, no, she's a pilot. She's a professional. Mm-hmm. She's doing her damn thing and like right. get on board or get out of her way. I, I'm i a big Brie Larson fan. I love what she did with that character, you know, uh, and I think a, a female protagonist doesn't need to like, well, doesn't just- need to be the most likable person. I think they can, they can be stoic and badass and, and appreciate that i don't think we get to see a lot of females in that role Mm -hmm. at least as a protagonist especially a main protagonist right yeah and like you said i feel like you know with her almost taking it on as like a profession yeah you know she like you said she she does her job she does it well she knows that she's very good at it soldier she's a pilot it, it almost kind of brings up that whole debate of like you know if she were a man would you think that she's a boss or because she's a woman do you think that she's a bitch you know that whole Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I really like her confidence. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, I could see her being like President Captain Marvel. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just getting the respect from people. Mm-hmm. All right. 
break my heart and talk about Guardians. (laughs) Now, as I'm like really thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, I really love the music. I really love the like incredible soundtrack. James Gunn. I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna. Your opinion is valid, and I appreciate you. (laughs) I feel like we're gonna fight about this later. Um, Yeah, no, I I, I obviously really love the movie, right? Um, And I could watch it again and again but i think just compared to the other ones i don't know that's just okay. where it, it fell uh, still I a fantastic place to be in yeah it's really actually hard to kind of like put these in order of especially favorites. when you get into like the 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 top, top five half, yeah top five top six yeah it was just about a because a lot of it's just like i love these equally you know yeah. so it's really hard to decipher but these last ones i think are going to be insufferable because it's just going to be us fan boying girling out over these uh marvel films right and how much how much joy they bring us mm-hmm. um so i'm curious what what is your number five iron man mine too yeah hey oh great movie I mean, set the tone and the pace, I believe, for the MCU going forward. I mean, clearly... Because it was the first one, right? Yeah. When, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, because Incredible Hulk came out after. Maybe a year, six months or so after. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, and, I mean, incredible, memorable lines. The The only, like, kind of what's bringing it down for me is, again, bad, bad guy. Uh, oh, because it was like, like his Jedediah stain or something. Yeah, Obadiah, whatever. Obadiah. I think. Yeah, uh, I I love uh, I love the dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a great actor, but uh, uh, that character again, just kind of Henry, like not a good. And also, you you hire my guy. His name was on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it again. What Robert I, Downey Jr. No, oh. no, the villain guy that plays a villain he plays oh. he's the dude in the big lebowski yeah, yeah yeah incredible actor so you know when you're bringing him on board it's like well he's obviously the villain so it's not like a twist mm-hmm. when it turns out he's the bad guy it's like yeah obviously he's the bad guy but can we just talk about how they killed it with um robert downey jr as iron man yes yeah i know uh before that movie came out there was talk about who was going to play tony stark and uh-huh. a lot of the attention was going to tom cruise Really? Uh, yeah, I'm so I can, glad Robert thank Downey. God. Yeah. Well, and Robert Downey Jr. makes a ton of sense because they never really got into uh, Tony Stark's alcohol problem in mm-hmm. the uh, films, which is a bummer because that's the parallel that I really liked about real life Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark is they both had uh, demons in their closet. I believe, right. I believe mm-hmm. the uh, comic book uh, series that goes into... Uh, Tony Stark's alcohol abuse is called the demon in the bottle, something like that. And okay. And it talks about his alcohol abuse and substance abuse. And he's a, you know, he's sober so in the comics. they common. Yeah. They, they kind of dabbled with it in the second movie, but that was more so like that his core was eating away and poisoning him. So that was supposed to be kind of a, uh, a nod to it. But I thought that was kind of, they kind of lacked guts. They should have, they should have gone into his substance abuse issues. I'm just trying to think, like, if they truly did go with Tom Cruise and Tom stayed as Iron Man throughout, like, the Avengers and all that stuff, I feel like it wouldn't have been as good. Because I feel like I Robert agree. does such a phenomenal job. I definitely agree. I th- I can't picture anybody else in that role. It's I mean, it's easy because we've seen all these movies with him being True. the definition from now on of Iron Man, in my opinion. Yeah. But I can't imagine... 
Because I'm just trying to think, okay, what was another film that Tom was in that was even bl- vaguely similar to a Tony Stark? Playing a playboy, billionaire, cocky, but brilliant. Uh, no, he's, he's good at kind of playing underdogs, uh, rogue elements like Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's something out there, but I can't really think of anything. Usually... Again, he's he's kind of the more likable up and coming guy. Yeah. You know, he's the guy that other people count out, but then he shows them, he proves them wrong. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. stepped into the, I am I am the man. I've been the man for years. Right. You know, and my arrogance will be my downfall. Um, but then he, you know, of course, rises from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Iron Man, fantastic again. Mediocre bad guy, and I am so glad they got they got Don Cheadle in there for later movies. Don, yeah. Don Cheadle is an amazing roadie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. And I think we talked about this when, was it the second one came out? And the first scene was him coming into... Uh, yeah, and I believe Don Cheadle's first lines are, I'm here, it's me. Get over get it. Get over it, yeah. And you're like, it's well, nod to everybody like, giving him shit about yeah. becoming him. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four? Yeah. Black Panther. I went with Spider-Man. Okay, great. Yeah. The only thing that's like Black Panther, I really, really love. It's just that it didn't it didn't hit some of the CG. That's it. Mm-hmm. Which I can totally overlook. I'm not a big CG tech head where I see something that looks a little... I can rarely point out good or bad CG. I right. just... I'm just... If I'm in the film, I'm in the film. If I'm not, I'm not. But multi- on upon multiple rewatches... They just, I don't know if they didn't have the time or the budget or both, but that is, in my opinion, literally the only thing that's keeping this out of, like, the top two. Well, and I guess we should be clear, uh, this is Spider-Man Homecoming yes, that I Yes, of course, of course. Um, yeah, because obviously I, I love Tom, I want to say Hiddleston, it's not It's Hiddleston. not, Tom Holland. Holland. I found it. Uh, is, like, perfect as Spider-Man. Incredible, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, really, really like it. But yeah, I, with you know Black Panther, I feel like it was such a uh, great moment in time for that movie to come out. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it kind of had such a big impact on me. It's like, yeah. yes, finally, you know. There's a comedian that I really like. Uh, he is one of the co-hosts of All Fantasy Everything. His name is uh, David Bory. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic comedian. Um, he... I, I thought this was an interesting take. He is a black man. He said he hated Black Panther um, because it just it it devolved into black people fighting black people. And he's mm. like he's like that's that's terrible. There's so much injustice that has happened, you know, to black people at the hands of uh, white people um, that to have just black people fighting again, like no, that's 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 a waste. Right. I don't, I can't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I mean, of course I can't, it's his, it's his opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, but that has actually just going back and watching the movie now, I'm like, that is, that is a bummer. But it makes me wonder because they're going to make a black Panther two, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder if they're going to kind of tap more into, um, you know, the black community fighting more of like, yeah, well, and it's interesting White. because, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I, w- I wonder if they will do that. It's just interesting because Wakanda is such a, uh, an interesting place that they've created this, uh, this African nation that is 
uh, has more wealth than any other nation, is more technologically advanced than any other nation. Mm -hmm. So it's like to have them fight against any European-based nation or or America, they would just wipe them off the map. They'd beat the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's not Wakanda's thing. Wakanda is isolationist. I'm sure there could have been a way to tackle that more. And they, and they, they do touch on it. Like when uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan is in the museum and he's like, uh, you know, where'd you find these pieces? You know, and, and basically talks about like, you took these from my brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, you guys grave robbed them and you stole them. These aren't your artifacts. They shouldn't be in your museums. Right. Um, not in as many words. He puts it much more eloquently. Uh, so they touch on it a little bit, but I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I really think that's an interesting point that David Borey brings up. Yeah. Is it is such a, a uh, prideful movie of, of with black actors. Mm-hmm. And yet it does, at the end of the day, it's black people fighting black people. And we've seen that in cinema for years. Right. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I don't really know how to speak to it well. Mm-hmm. But I think... Those, those points of views that I never really bring into, that I never thought of, and somebody mm-hmm. comes out of left field and hits you with that, I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that. That's incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. And honestly, I think that opinion might actually drop it a little for me. Obviously, I've got it at number four, so I still love the film. Yeah. But hearing somebody say that, you know, it, it colors my, my uh, additional watches mm-hmm. after that. Interesting, you know. yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, number three. Uh, you go first, please. I went with Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Yep. A lot higher than me. I went with Shang-Chi. Really? All yeah. right. Are we, oh, yeah. No, I'm sure you... I was like, are we... Does this make sense? But I, I know you've got some movies down lower that I had up higher. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about Captain Marvel. I'm sorry, you said Captain Marvel, right? I did, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, tell me what you love about that movie. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Brie Larson, I think did an awesome job with it. Uh, the fight scenes were great. Um, I just, I, again, I love the, the female as being the hero of the movie and, um, you know, that's just like the feminist in me coming out. Uh, yeah, I just, I really like it and I think I could... You know, one of those movies that you can watch again and again and not really get sick of. Yes. Yeah. I mean, young women have not had. It's so interesting because young women drove the comic book industry for years, especially in like the 40s and 50s. There's a ton of romance comics. Not to say that's all the girls liked. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where Wonder Woman came from. And and. Uh, young women were major comic book buyers, and then everybody in that comic book industry just kind of decided, like, "Oh no, it's boys." Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not. Well, I think that's but another. Girls thing. don't like to be entertained. They don't right. like to see badass women doing badass things and badass men for that, for that matter. But we have had so many men. It's just representation. You know? Yeah, and th- that just made me think of you know. I feel like there's similarities in the way that with Captain Marvel, they were kind of keeping her powers at bay. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's his face? The guy. Um, yeah, the, the like, Cree leader. Um, got, was that guy Pierce? No. No. The hell's his name? Regardless. We know I don't what we're know. talking about. Um, you know, too. You know. 
you know, with him not allowing her to be her best self and like to work at her full potential, yeah. um, I feel like it's very not to get political, but is uh, I see it in everyday life too, where Absolutely. you know there's a lot of males out there like to keep the women down because they think that they know better, yeah. even though that woman can fully exceed in their position or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's elements of gaslighting in there even. Of, yeah. I mean, it's not just him. It's the entire Cree uh, empire that mm-hmm. is lying to her, telling her that she's, she's not strong enough and right. that she needs them. But he's doing the same thing. And uh, him trying to provoke her into a fight at the end and her just blasting the shit out of him and saying, I don't need to prove anything to you. Well, right, and it's is, like a, an act of controlling. Yeah, yeah, her, he, you know. Yeah, he wants to uh, get the reaction he wants out of her, and she's not going to mm-hmm. give that to him because she, you know, he doesn't control her. He has nothing, nothing to offer her, and nothing for her to pursue. Yeah, he is a non-entity. And I just love that you know she kind of comes to the realization of you know I am more powerful than I thought. Yeah. And so why not use it to the best of my ability? Her crashing through those uh, Cree ships towards yeah. the end, I'm getting goosebumps. Right. Literally <laughs> thinking about that, That's of so her cool. being so powerful. And of course, like, I've heard people complain about how in Marvel, uh, excuse me, Avengers Endgame, that she had to be off planet for, for the whole thing because she's overpowered. You're goddamn right she's overpowered because she's Captain Marvel. Yeah. She is the strongest woman in the MCU. Besides possibly Scarlet Witch. There mm, th- th- yeah. it's like two different types of power. There's mystical power and there's cosmic power. Okay, I just thought of this. So uh-huh. what if her and Wonder Woman were to go head to head? Who would win that? So my thought is that Captain Marvel would win because I don't believe Wonder Woman can breathe in space. And I think our son's about to come in. True that's mm, true, yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, but if Wonder Woman might Earth, be able to, you know, yeah, no idea. That'll be that would be an interesting little. I'm sure fight. comics have done that. There's been tons of Marvel versus DC crossovers in the yeah. past. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cash, do you need something, bud? Because you're just creaking the door, <laughs> and everybody can hear it. What's up, Cash? All right. All right, so we're going to take a kid break to help our son with the TV. Be right back. And we're back from that fantastic kid break. Uh, So we talked about Captain Marvel, and my number three was Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Still came out fairly recently, so I don't want to get into spoilers. I had so much fun watching that movie. Yeah, Um, it was so good. Yes, it just... Uh, the lead uh, lead actor, I don't remember his name, was so charming uh, and just a, a, an easy guy to root for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aquafina was, before we saw the movie, I was telling you, I thought that Aquafina had been kind of typecasted as just kind of the goofy like, like sidekick. sidekick or unfortunately goofy Asian woman. Right. And in this one, she just, she really shined, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a solid... Uh, uh, sidekick almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if it'll develop into a love interest. Kind of hope it doesn't because I think their friendship is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, good villain, bad villain. I think a mediocre villain. I think it's interesting that it's uh, his dad. 
that yeah. his dad raised him to be a killer and an assassin. Mm-hmm. But otherwise... And a, good, and a good performance by that actor. I just don't think it was a very fleshed out villain character. Hmm. So it was fine. Uh, great CG effects, uh, especially towards the end. Um, a lot of people complain about the MCU films just kind of devolve into big dumb explosions, hole in the sky, stuff like that. This one does have that a little bit, but I think it's done in a unique, interesting enough way that I didn't mind it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight scenes were fantastic. Man. So Black Widow, I try not to harp on it too much. But, well, you know, I I, uh, I watched Captain America Civil War again. No, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm. And they do that shaky cam, shitty to, like, stuff all the time. To, give some grace to the actors yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Or if they've got the, uh, the stunt performer in there, obviously. Yeah. They, you know, you can't see that it's not... Um, Scarlett Johansson or whatever. Right. You know. So this one they didn't really do they didn't. that. No. And it's so refreshing and it looks incredible and the hits hit so much harder when it's not that shaky cam shit. Yeah. Um, so much talent. Yeah. I, I'm always going to be mad at the Bourne movies because I think they're the ones that really introduced that kind of shaky cam mm, style. Yeah. And it is infuriating. <laughs> um, so this, like, the action alone was just such a beautiful... Uh, fresh breath of air. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, again, seeing uh, Asian actors in a big budget film like this and having it gross as much movies it did, that's always something that, uh, I mean, really you got to root for, right? Heck yeah. To, to, just for so long, studio executives thought, well, if it's not a, if it's not a white, cis, straight male in mm-hmm. the lead role, it's not going to make money. People don't want to see it. Like, I don't know who put their faith in this movie or put their money in this movie, but it was such yeah. a smart move. And I've been, uh, as I've been reading more Marvel comics recently, I've been seeing Shang-Chi in mm-hmm. more stuff, either his comics or him being in, he was in a good Avengers uh, run recently involving the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And he's just such, again, he's so goddamn likable. Yeah. He's such a nice guy, um, it, but he's just, he's the best you know, you talked about uh, Captain Marvel versus Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'd want to see Shang-Chi versus uh, Iron Fist. Who's Iron Fist again? Uh, he had a really bad Netflix series. Uh, his name's Danny Rand. Um, he's kind of uh, Marvel's Green Arrow, but instead of arrows, he does martial arts. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I really like Iron Fist, but I think Shang-Chi is honestly taking taken kind mm-hmm. of the reins away from... Iron Fist, because Shang-Chi is just so cool. And it's just so interesting that Shang-Chi is just like an everyday guy that just happens to be a trained assassin from his family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He he does a really good job of just kind of escaping into society, for better or worse, when he... When he well, again, I don't want to spoil too much. and It's not really a spoiler, but you you, you know... Him being a normal, unassuming guy plays that so well. Mm-hmm. But of course, the the martial arts that he uh, displays he in the film is just happens to have this great talent. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. I 
I don't know. I, you know, anybody can poop on anything, but mm-hmm. I challenge most reasonable people to not have a fun time watching Shang-Chi. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, the dynamic between him and Aquafina. Yeah. Tons of color. A yeah. good uh, cameo appearance from somebody we saw in previous uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that they use so well. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, it's 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 phenomenal. So funny, yeah. yeah. Amazing. That was actually my number two. That's your number two? That's my number okay. two. My number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. All right, okay. I, I think you know that I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Yes, you are. I love Spider-Man. So you should I'm be very sh- proud that Cash is going to be Spider-Man for Halloween this of year. Of course then. I am. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've never loved him more. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, no, yeah. I think Spider-Man Homecoming was so well done. And I look back at the Sam Raimi films, and the Sam Raimi films are definitely enjoyable. But they a lot of the aspects don't age very well. Mm-hmm. And the fact, and um, I really don't, I don't know, I didn't like the Andrew Garfield ones that much. They it, were fine. Eh, fine, yeah. But I I love that they've kept him in high school for these movies. I think that mm-hmm. that's when Spider-Man is at his best. When you get him out of high school, I think that's where things can get kind of cattywampus. Like there was a comic, uh, there was a run recently where Spider-Man was uh, the owner of a multi-billion dollar company. Oh, that doesn't sound yeah, it's like, right. <laughs> oh, I don't care anymore. Because yeah. the best thing about Peter Parker is he's an everyman. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to see him be a billionaire. That doesn't seem like it would align with who he is as a person. I'm sure there's stuff in the comics about him giving away a ton of the money or all the money or whatever, but still, it's like that's that's not that's what a Batman I, his, Tony Stark situation. Yeah, his his tech interests are not nearly as interesting to me mm-hmm. as him just being a kid from Queens. Yeah. That's what makes him interesting and his relationship with Aunt May, mm-hmm. you know, and him just screwing up because he can't, you know, he's not good at uh, blocking out time because he's a superhero all the right. time, you know. Um so, yeah, love that film. Oh, God, Michael Keaton. Again, oh, yeah. great villain. Probably the best villain of the origin movies. Michael Keaton's Vulture is so good because Michael Keaton is uh, is a king. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, without further ado, what's your number one? I went with Black Panther. Where was Shang-Chi in yours? Two. Oh, I'm sorry, you just said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you said that a minute. My bad. Black Panther was your number one. Yes. Fantastic choice. What was yours? Again, I, I don't disagree. It was just kind of the CG stuff. And, you know, again, I, I can't disregard what David Borey said. I thought that was a really interesting point. I don't think it necessarily affects my enjoyment of the movie that much. Mm-hmm. But I think it does bring in a broader conversation like to a the different film. perspective on yeah, the film. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. My number one was... Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's why oh, you broke I'm my so heart. Sorry. It is so. I I think I'm just a big James Gunn nerd. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that's really what it is. Him like showing you how cool he is with the music that he picks. Because yeah, yeah, he's the got soundtrack incredible is taste in music. Mm-hmm. Um, got his uh his recent Suicide Squad film. Mm-hmm. The best DC film so far, hands down. Sense the most of, recent one. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. I might like it more than most of the the Christopher Nolan Batman films, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I just growing up, getting older. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about moral ambiguity or gray tone, grayscale kind of stuff that looks all dark and brooding. I want pops of color. I want things right. to look fun and crazy and psychedelic. That's why a lot of the more. That's why I like Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. some of the more kind of cosmic stuff that MCU is doing right now. 
it brings in a lot more color. Yeah, I never really liked the darkness of, like, Batman and Wonder Woman and all that. I did when I was an angsty late teens, early 20s guy. And I yeah. look back at that guy and I really want to kick him. Like, I feel... There's nothing more that's more distracting in a movie, especially when you're watching it from home. If you're in a theater, I think it's different because you can probably, like, see things better. But when you're from home and you get, like, reflections in the TV, it's yeah. so hard to actually see what's yeah. even going on in the that's movie true. when it's so dark. Have you watched Sin City recently? Not recently, no. I challenge you to watch it again. I think it ages very poorly. Really? Because it is so dark and drab. There's the occasional pop of color. Yeah. But it it just... Because I remember loving that fun. movie back in the day when it first came out. So I I'd think be... it's a very, very bland, boring film to watch. I'll have to watch it again. In my own opinion. You know, uh, again, I just... I've realized that with video games as well. Mm. If a video game is super, like, kind of... You know, like I said, a lot of grays, a lot of dark colors. It's just not as interesting. No, I just don't care. Yeah. No, give me big, dumb, fun, colorful stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I love I'm it so much. Colorful person, anyways, whether it's our house or what I wear, mm-hmm. like I, I bring on the color. You know, yeah, it makes me absolutely. happy. So, yeah, I can't ever do really the dark, dreary yeah. movies. I'm getting a little more colorful in my wardrobe. Thanks, thanks I a think lot you to are. you. Yeah. 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 So I'd rather have, yeah, big pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Great ranking, honey. You too. Fantastic yeah. ranking. Uh, so we are going to quickly go through our horror movies that we've watched. Yeah. Uh, again, we want to keep it pretty brief. We don't want to spoil anything. Um, we want to try and tell you guys about movies that we're watching coming up so you guys have a chance to watch them and mm-hmm. talk about it more. But we'll at least get through these. We won't get into spoilers. That way, if you want to watch them and you want to engage with us or if you've already watched them, we this... This was the hands down the best part of last year is For people sure. talk to us about it and they yeah. let us know like, oh, you didn't like that one? I really did. And it's like, oh, that I mean, that's great too. It just didn't hit me in that way. You know, or yeah. they said, I really love that one too. Things like that. I think we're going to um, bring back the like one minute ranking review videos on our Instagram. So yeah, yeah, we definitely got to do we that. We just have been bad about it this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just for simplicity's sake, um, I will go through... And give kind of the IMDb rundown of each movie. And then uh, we'll just briefly... Do kinda... a, a watch it. What, what was our ranking again? Watch yeah. it. Watch it. Uh, watch it. And uh, Yeah, uh-uh. maybe we should change that second one. We could be like, watch it. Uh, wa- watch it, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Zoidberg, watch it, maybe? Maybe? And then... Uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, and then if you want to like say a little bit about it. I'd say go for it. Sure. So first one we watched was Old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's released in 2021, and it is uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, writers were M. Night Shyamalan, and then Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. Uh, they wrote uh, the graphic novel Sandcastle that Old is based off of. Uh, the synopsis is a vacationing family discovers that the secluded beach where they're relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. And it stars Gail Garcia Bernal, Vicky Creeps, and Rufus Sewell. Um, yeah, and again, it, there might be some, some better known actors in there. I'm just going off what IMDb gives me. So, honey, you... Uh, now we have our, the other dog. Our hound is being loud. Yeah. So, what do you think of old? Um, I say watch it. I found it very original. Um, 
and I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's not my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie by far. I think it's uh, kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, I'd say watch it. Yeah. I, I think it's got enough mystery in there to keep you going the entire time. Yeah. Gilly. Uh, Gilly. No. Not Gilly. I'm scolding you on mic now. Stop. Okay. She's happy now. All right. Next one we watched was Till Death. Uh, another one, we watched a lot of recent movies. I think yeah, we just we had some catching up to do. This one was released in 2021, and uh, it was released on Netflix. Uh, it was directed by S.K. Dale, written by Jason Carvey, and it stars Megan Fox. Boy, E-O-I-N. Owen. E- <laughs> Owen. We'll say yeah, Owen, a- Owen Mackin and uh, Kaylin Mulvey. Um, a woman is left handcuffed to her dead husband as part of a sick revenge plot. Unable to unshackle, she has to survive as two killers arrive to finish her off. Mm-hmm. I give it a watch it. Okay. Yeah. I thought, um, suspenseful, although it, it was pretty, um, I'm forgetting the word, uh, predictable. Yeah. But... You were mad at the protagonist for not doing something earlier or just doing something in the first place. Yeah. But then it would have totally changed the movie, so I guess I you know, I know why they didn't do it. Yeah, I I, I still give it a watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I give it a watch it. I think it's an interesting take on uh I think it's just an interesting concept for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, being being uh, tied up to a dead person. Yeah. Uh they they get a lot out of it at times Megan Fox can be kind of flat but that might have been a character choice yeah uh, because there are other times where she really kind of turns it up uh, yeah I kind of chalked it up to her being depressed and yeah uh, abused and yeah not a perfect film but it's I think it's worth watching yeah. I, I'm gonna watch it as well all right no one gets out alive this was another one we watched on Netflix released in 2021 and uh, director is Santiago Mengini. Writers are Jason Croker, Fernanda Coppel, Adam Neville. Oh, apparently uh, Adam Neville wrote the novel that it's based off of. And it stars Phil Robertson, Joanna Borgia, and Victoria Alcock. Uh, and the synopsis, synopsis is An Immigrant in Search of the American dream who, after being forced to take a room in a boarding house, finds herself in a nightmare she can't escape. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of this one? Oh. Uh, watch it. Okay. I feel like you had a hard time remembering this one. I bring yes. it up often. You're like, what was that? Yeah, but then when I do remember it, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm probably in between a watch it and a watch it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It... I think it's honestly a little forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still say watch it. Yeah. It's, hmm, how long is this? Hour 25 minutes. Yeah, if we're, if you're coming in at 90 minutes, that's pretty harm. Is that 90 minutes? Yes. Yeah, uh, that's pretty harmless. Watch it. I mm-hmm. think if it was like an hour 45, I'd say watch it maybe. Yeah. But hour and a half, watch it. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting storyline. Yeah, great, and- uh, great actors in it. Yeah, the, uh, the 
the bad guy, I guess, the bad entity, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, super weird. Just yeah. Gonna say. Yeah. How it. Uh, how it yeah. just. You guys can't see what she's doing on mic, but she's doing something <laughs> that you don't. Yeah, it's. When you watch it, you know what I'm gonna. Yeah. What I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, even just for that reason alone, I think the finale has a uh, an. In- like it's not a twist or anything. It's just a a, a cool thing happens an interesting thing happens Mm -hmm. if you've seen oh shit was the forest or the one where the four dudes are out on a hike and they get lost and they they start getting picked off one by one and it ends with a a big weird creature oh my gosh i don't know okay another forgettable doesn't matter um next is black as night we uh this one is an amazon prime uh Distributed film. It's released in 2021 as well. It is, uh, excuse me, director is, ooh, probably Marit Ligo. Writer is Sherman Payne. Stars Nicole Barr, Mason Beauchamp, and Aja Cooper. Uh, a teenage girl with self-esteem issues finds confidence in the most unlikely way. By spending her summer battling vampires that prey on New Orleans disenfranchised with the help of her, uh, yeah, with the help of her best friend, the boy she's always pined for, and a peculiar rich girl. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I really like this one or not. Uh, I give it a maybe, probably. Okay. Um, I felt like what really kind of stuck out to me was some of the actors didn't really drive it home for me. Got it. I felt like a, a lot of them were more B actors. Mm. Um, and some of the lines were kind of corny. So, I don't have the budget in front of me, but if I was a betting man, I'd say in today's terms, this would be a micro-budget film. Yeah. If you have that in mind going into it, it's an absolute watch it. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of shooting on location in New Orleans, and it's beautiful. If not all. That, they might have shot the really whole damn like. thing in New Orleans because yeah. it was gorgeous. Um, interesting protagonist that you usually don't see in a horror movie especially a young black woman mm-hmm. um there's a lot of talk of her being too dark her saying that herself that her skin color is too dark something i've never really thought about uh mm-hmm. so the whole time i'm like oh this i've never seen a horror movie through this lens of this yeah. of this young woman dealing with vampires and that in and of itself i thought was refreshing so it's a total watch for me and it's under 90 minutes yeah which you is know, nice. That hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love <laughs> I love a 90-minute horror movie. Okay. Uh, so this one was recommended to us by our good buddy. Uh, hopefully nobody minds us saying their names on the podcast. Whatever. Eh. They listen to it anyways. Uh, our good buddy, Matt Broderick, um, he brought up the 2015 remake of Poltergeist. And we started watching it, and you're convinced we watched it for the uh, for Last this. Last year. Yeah. And I don't think you're wrong. I think the movie is just so forgettable mm. that I completely blacked out. That could be, <laughs> you know? yeah. Blacked out the entire movie. Because there were certain things, like certain scenes in there, where I'm like, oh, maybe we didn't watch this. Yeah, like, maybe we started it happen. and we didn't actually finish it. See, that could be too, yeah. But then towards the end, I'm like, well, I remember this part. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to look at our lineup for last year yeah. and see if that was it. Yeah. Uh, so so what, do you, what do you think? Oh, gosh. I give it a maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Okay. I didn't love it. 
Uh, yeah, eh, meh. Maybe. Maybe. For me, Sam Rockwell did his best to save this movie, but it is a absolute uh-uh. Yeah. It, you have got the original Poltergeist, Poltergeist out there. Yeah. Watch that. It mm-hmm. is so good. What it year is, was that one? Oh, on. was that late 70s, early 80s? Somebody get at me. Let me know. Okay. Stars coach, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I love it so, so much. It's one of my favorite uh, horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And this remake was so blinded by the numbers. Mm. Again, for me, guys, I don't want to. I for don't want to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> I didn't care for it just because I. Again, if this was a, uh, if I had never seen the original and this is the first time watching this one, I probably would have liked it okay. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, so I didn't. If you know yeah. what I'm saying. So. Next one is Seance. This is a Shutter film, uh, meaning it's a movie that is uh, distributed by Shutter and it's on the Shutter service. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to watch Shutter, get at me. I'll give you my code, or I won't. If Shutter's listening, <laughs> why would Shutter listen? Like we got twelve lists. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so Seance, a movie that is released in twenty twenty one. I realize I didn't get into Poltergeist. I didn't like go through the directors and the writers and stuff. That's how much you really don't give a I, shit. Yeah, that's how much okay. I'm. I'm not happy with that movie. <laughs> the Seance, released in 2021. It is uh, directed by uh, Simon Barrett. Written by Simon Barrett. Stars Sookie Waterhouse, Madison Beatty, and Inanna Sarkis. Uh, Camille, a young woman who arrives at the Fairfield Academy following one of the students' untimely and violent. Wait, this is a bad synopsis. Guys, this is a whole synopsis. Camille, a young woman who arrives at the Fairfield Academy following one of the students' untimely and violent death. That's the entire... That's it. That's That's not a synopsis. That's like one sentence. That's one sentence. I mean, I guess it kind of... Yeah. Uh, You go ahead, please. Uh, I give it a maybe. I didn't like some of the writing. I felt like some of the... Or maybe it was the delivery of the lines from some of the actors. It was fine yeah. at the beginning. And then I think towards the end, it was like... Mm. Yeah. I could have I could have left it. Yeah. I I want to give this one a uh-uh. But I didn't hate it. Yeah. It was just kind of bland. Like, it's a good, like, teen horror movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It did get kind of gory at the end. Uh, yeah, in a very good way. At least, yeah. you know, for us. Yeah, this is a good one. If you've got, like, a 13-year-old niece that mm-hmm. is having a sleepover and asks you, you know, Uncle Matt, what's a good horror movie? This would be a great one. Yeah. Because it, it kind of has slight elements of the craft. Yes. But not as cool and stylized. Right. This one's... Yeah, it's, again, I don't think I'll watch it again, but I think that if, if there's a, some younger kids out there, this would be like the good kids first horror movie sort of thing. Not yeah. not too young, but like teen, maybe tween. You know, and it did keep me guessing the whole time of like, oh, I think it might be this person. Oh, no, 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 I think it's this person. Yeah, I felt like I, I wasn't satisfied with the... Uh, the kind of reveal. Mm. It was just kind of out there. It was just there. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't. It wasn't like a a good 
bad guy of the movie, you know? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. It was agree. just kind of there. Yeah, pretty pretty blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like it, it kind of just gave up on one uh, reveal for, like, a twist. I think it kind of hung, it, hung its hat more on the twist at the end. And I didn't like the reasoning nah, at the end there, either. It's not much of a reason, really. It's not. Yeah, the characters aren't fleshed out enough for it to be a reason. Yeah. So anyway, probably good for kids, uh, yeah. uh, teens, tweens. Uh, if you're a grown ass man or grown ass woman, you may not like you, it. You know, you might be a redneck. <laughs> you might want to skip it. Yeah. What else we got? If you were alive during the Clinton administration, you might want to skip it. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm happy with that. Last one was Revenge. This one was uh, another Shutter distributed film, released in 2017. Uh, this one was directed by Coralie Farger. I think I might be saying that right. I feel like there's a lot of French names in. Yeah, it's a French film. Yeah. Yeah. Written by Coralie Farger. Hope I'm not butchering that too much. Uh, stars Matilda Ann Ingrid Lutz. That's all one name. Uh, Kevin Johnsons and Vincent Colomb. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, never take your mitri- mistress on an annual guy's getaway especially one devoted to hunting a violent lesson for three wealthy married men mm-hmm. yeah this one i give a watch it yes yeah it is brutal mm-hmm. it is so hard to watch i i give it a watch it unless you're my mother my mom can't handle any gore and this one is gnarly or if rape scenes give you a tr- is a trigger. Yes. So I, I actually talked to Amber about this before we watched it because uh, when we were dating, I took her to see the, I believe it was the remake of uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Or no, it was a different one. Last House on the Left or Maybe, something? Yeah, you know what? It was a remake of Last House on the Left. I think so. And there was a terrible rape scene in there. Did and not like a that. lot of times <laughs> rape scenes are written and directed uh, by men. Mm-hmm. Uh, not meaning that they have any malintent or are callous about it. It's just that kind of thing I think should be done through a female writer and director's lens. Mm. I think they might have a better understanding of how to effectively show sexual assault without it being I guess uh, when it be- almost pornographic or exploitative. Yeah, I think especially um, when it's like a uh, man and a female. Yeah. If it's like yeah. two men or whatever, then you have a little bit more of a sense. I don't know. Yeah, very Maybe. very likely. Um, you know, not not to paint with too broad a strokes. I'm sure there's some some male writers, directors out there that, uh, you know, have, have done that effectively. But I think in the media that I've seen, it's usually not great. It's it's it takes you out of the movie mm-hmm. because it is too, it's just too much. This one it was, I mean it wasn't nice. I never I never no, liked seeing course, racing course, in no. any movie, but I just liked that it was just like it was there and then okay next scene. You it, know it was effective. Also, yeah. I think that's the highest compliment you can give to a rape scene. Mm-hmm. If there it it is a it's effective. It's not so in your face. That you feel like you're being coerced into feeling a certain way. Right. Or, yeah, it's it's trying to be too so edgy. It's like, oh, can you handle this? It's like, like no. Like shock value this, or whatever. This was an incident that happens in this movie that, that starts other incidents that happen mm-hmm. in the film. That was as well done as you can do a, a horrible rape scene like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the movie is just, it's gorgeous. It's very well shot. Very gory. 
extremely gory. Yeah. A lot of blood in this movie. Horribly, brutally gory. Yeah. It, yeah. The uh, the climax is phenomenal. I, I loved the end. It was such a unique way to film an ending. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. It was unique. I think I kind of got tired of it after a while. Like, why wouldn't one of them just do this and stop it? You know? But I And I, I, I wonder if there is... If there is some intent behind that, if there is a message behind, uh, you'll have to watch it to see. Yeah. But I wonder if uh, the way that the the ending takes place is a a commentary on abuser abusee relations. Mm. Uh, that that could Who be knows? reading into it too much, but I don't think so because they do some really bold, interesting things in this film, mm-hmm. and uh, the end almost kind of brings it down to a more micro scope if you will yeah yeah uh and i i i the obviously the writer and director had such a clear unique vision i don't think that that was and i don't think it was like a budget issue or anything where they had to kind of really bring it in yeah i I think there's intent there i Uh, could see that now that's that would be my defense of it but uh a hands down watch it Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something to kind of test your metal but again, not in an exploitative way, purely in a, uh, c- not CG, but uh, uh, graphics, uh, my God. Um, what would that be called? Why am I spacing on everything tonight? Probably because I'm... Like special effects or... Yeah, yeah, and, and pra- more so practical effects. Oh, yeah, of yeah. The, of, of blood and wounds and gnarly shit. Like, yeah. it's just, it's... It's phenomenal. Pretty crazy stuff. Love, glad I watched it the whole time. I'm like, I don't think I can hang. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but then you get through each scene and through each scene, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. Was that the one where we kept looking away or there was one that we kept like covering our eyes that we couldn't really watch? I was being a real chicken shit watching one the other night. It's, it'll come up next week. I feel like it was. But I think we were still kind of peeking through the hands on revenge because some of that stuff is just so, again, incredibly well done and hard to watch yeah i think it was just the the injuries Uh uh-huh and how to help yourself through those injuries yeah yep yeah crazy so boy i think so far we're off to a uh a real good start Mm -hmm. Uh, again a lot of modern movies i'm sure we'll be mixing in some uh some older films i think we just kind of wanted to do some play some catch-up um but yeah, can't wait. And yeah, sorry, stuff's just been so kind of crazy lately that we haven't kind of given the our Halloween month the fanfare that it deserves, that we want to get so that we can have the interaction with you guys. But please, if, if any of these you want to check out on your own, or again, you already have, and you had the same opinion, a different opinion, if you had... I did no research on these because I wanted to come in it dumb and fresh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so if you guys maybe have some context for us about anything or if you heard a fun, juicy little piece of trivia about old or whatever. Or recommendations for, you know, future movies yes, that we should watch for the, we, the month of October. We definitely need recommendations. I've just been kind of going off podcasts and uh, we're getting mm-hmm. back into Shutter. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, we do want to watch movies that everybody can watch. Um, but again, if you want to watch Shudder and you want to get at me, just get at me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Uh, this one's dropping Saturday night, but, uh, we'll probably try, God, who kn- guys, can we be real for a second? <laughs> it is hard to plan shit. 
I, it really that is. might just be an us thing. I don't know if that's a real estate thing or if that's a parrot thing, but So at this point I feel like it's safe to say we don't know when the next one'll come out, but it'll come out maybe. Fair once to say a week. next Friday to Sunday. I think that's yeah. a good general <laughs> window. Here's hoping, right? Yeah, yeah, but we, we really appreciate you guys and uh, hopefully uh, some of you guys are coming back after the hiatus. That would mean a ton to us. Um, if you're a new listener, love to have you. Boy, I used to have all of our social media stuff written down, and mm-hmm. I, I lost that note in the move. Uh, we're at Life Well Spent on... Life Well Spent at Yahoo.com is our email. That's right. At... At Life Well Spent. No, no at, the Twitter at life I'm underscore to think well underscore spent underscore on Instagram. Yeah, God. And then at Garrett or something on it, Twitter. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like Garrett underscore well or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's it's good to be back. You know, we're still kind of putting the wheels back on this trolley, mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out how we're gonna kind of keep moving forward. Cause we're in a we're in a newer office and it's a lot smaller than our it older is. office. So we're still yeah. trying to figure out the space. How we haven't gotten sick of each other, like this whole past year. We just keep getting closer and closer with me tagging in with the yeah. real estate and yeah. smaller. You know, rooms in the house. That's a fun game for you guys. In future episodes of this podcast, let us know if you sense more tension. <laughs> if you can sense us getting sick of each other, just get at us and be like, all right, I I hear it now. I hear it in your voices. I'll give you a clue. If there's tension coming from me, I'm just going to go a lot of, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. Huh. So cool. <laughs> so freaking cool. <laughs> Oh, guys, we did it. We're back. We did it. We're back. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we love you guys very much. We'll be back next week. Um, you know what? To clue you in on a couple of episodes or a couple of movies that we did watch, but we're saving it for the next episode. Mm-hmm. We watched the, the Night House. The Night House. Yeah, and Hubie Halloween. It was that Adam Sandler comedy on Netflix that came out last yes, Halloween. Yes, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. I believe that's it. So if you guys want to watch those, cool. You'll be prepped for next week. Yep. Love you tons. Bye. Bye.